0: This is the Career Insights Podcast, brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland Careers and Employability Team.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Career Insights, where it's all about how to develop your professional identity, engage with industry, and build experience, strengthen your confidence in career planning, and become the most employable you can be. I'm Jennifer Luke career development practitioner and researcher with the University of Southern Queensland and a member of USQ's careers and employability team. Build that experience, volunteering and discovering professional work opportunities. That's the focus on today's episode and our special guests will be sharing insights on the importance of being proactive, community building and expanding your industry networks via work experience, whether it's paid or volunteer as Associate Head of Engagement for the School of Creative Media and Senior Lecturer of the TV and Radio Broadcasts at USQ. Our guest has extensive experience both in the radio and TV industry as well as being an educator. Welcome, Dr. Ashley Jones, and it's fantastic to have you join us today.
0: Wonderful to be with you, Jennifer.
1: So, Ashley, the very first question I'm going to ask you is, what... Is your current role here at USQ? Can you give me a little bit of an overview?
0: Sure. So beyond the title of senior lecturer, it's it's you know discipline head of television and radio, so overseeing uh, how the program is offered, how we roll out. So it's it's a process of uh, the face to face work that we have with the students, the online digital first focus that we have within the university so making sure all those things are achieved but also building those relationships with industry and maintaining those relationships which is an important point and also then with schools uh, where we do a lot of work through our outreach and engagement Uh, and that again is about building relationships and creating those experiences and of course completely in line with what we're talking about today.
1: Yes. And look, thank you, Ashley. The fact that you mentioned relationships uh, and it's all about that community building, definitely I'm going to be coming back to you with a few Mm. questions about that. Uh, But I think the next thing I'd really would love you to be able to explain a bit more. And this is something that I've learned a little bit about you already, but your experience in broadcast media, you've got so much experience there and could you just give a little bit of an overview of some of the various areas within broadcast media that you've been involved in?
0: I think I would consider myself having been incredibly blessed to be in the roles that I've been in. So I started out in commercial television and worked there Mm -hmm. for a period of time in studio production. uh, And it was there that that you would have a book thrown in your hand when you finally got Mm -hmm. the job. And I probably should say, Mm -hmm. too, before I get to that, which makes it sound like it just happened easily, I think probably importantly to say that when I was a kid, I played TV and radio, like I was consumed. I could find any way to make my assignments at school work with that. I would write that into it. Um, Oh, I love
1: that. You know, so it's
0: just been a consuming passion of mine. So I worked in an office job, which I think anyone that knows me would know that wasn't necessarily a good fit. But uh, you know, there was no courses like these available. There were. So, Or if they were, they were very basic kind of uh, intro courses. So I did did do one called Air TV, which was an introduction to the industry, really just to give me an insight into it and to bridge my way across into working in the industry. But it took three years, and I mean every week. The the Mm -hmm. production managers at both 9 and 7, where I predominantly was looking to get to, said to me, if you want a job here you'll need to phone us every week because you are one of 400 at least. And you'll need to tell us why you are different. So for me, Jennifer, that's so in me now that I had to fight. And there were days or in any particular week I'd pick up the phone and go, I feel like an idiot phoning this guy again, you know, hang it up. I look around the office or I get another tedious task to do and I go, no, I'm going to (laughs) phone. And so finally, after three years, um, that finally occurred. But it meant that I had to just keep focused. Uh, I was told at that time that the relevance of being in theater, which I enjoyed doing live, um, you know drama and comedy productions as well as musicals, performing in those, uh, being involved in production, all of those kind of things were the ways to really give you that credibility in, into the industry. And you'd go and volunteer back in the days when we had telethons that you'd volunteer, to be around, so they were narrow opportunities, but you showed yourself as being actually keen, not just talking about it. You had to demonstrate it, and you demonstrated it in all those kind of ways. I always had this absolute yearning to want to be in radio, and then the opportunity came up to go to 4ZR in Roma, Um, and Mm. there I did cadetship in journalism, um, as well as on-air broadcasting. And then I was able to uh, be a correspondent for Macquarie National News and uh, for 4BK uh, back before it became B105. So anything that happened out in the West, I was I was able to file stories for them. There was no pay, but there was credibility in being able to use those two organisations uh, as well as my paid work uh, to do that. But, you know, I guess probably strategically, but then, I, you know, it's not that kind of Sitting down, strategizing about how you do it, you can just sense where these things are going to be useful for you, and building those relationships. And they are the Mm. all these things are the foundation that worked with me. Radio was getting very locked up at the time, and I had a chance to go into the newspaper world. So, so probably in the sort of late twenties, in terms of age, not nineteen twenties. Just want to be very clear. (laughs) The (laughs) age, the age um, that I was able to move into management within what was called then Provincial Newspapers, Queensland. Mm. Um, and that that was a totally different space, but uh, marketing circulation manager. And then that gave me a taste of management. And so being in management and in media uh, took me through. Uh, and then my last full-blown commercial role was state manager for Optus Television. And that was exciting because that was rolling out mm. uh, pay television into Australia. Uh, so we had... Optus and Foxtel both rolling out simultaneously. It was ferocious battle uh, and it was a brand new structure. And I can still remember the state director when he interviewed me, uh, said to me, tell me your ideas of what a local pay TV channel will look like. And I said, well, I don't want to follow the American model. This has got to represent and reflect the community of Australia and in each of the states. So. I didn't know that I shot myself in the foot by being that honest with him, but I was not going to um, gloss over it because I wouldn't want the role if it was going to be just making something fit a a formula. And so he just lit up and said, couldn't agree more. Uh, and then that uh, lovely relationship started for a number of years. And it was wonderful because we were across uh, you know the rollout. I mean, this is when the internet was first really rolling out there was a thing called email that was coming out, which is now, it seems so crazy, but we're talking about 1997. So it's not that long ago.
1: For but us, it isn't. No, no that's right. But, but in the <laughs> scheme of
0: life, I mean, really, when you consider how fast mm-hmm. and when I you know, still am so aware of the technology that was available at that time and there was incredible innovation that was part of that system and that's never been realised, you know, the capacity of that network has never been actually realised in what they could do because the digital technology opened up such great interactions. But mm-hmm. it certainly has happened across the industry. But that's that's a kind of a, as quick a cooked tour as I can give you. But that's um, and then there's yeah. been stage performances and event management and all kinds of stuff in that that agency sort of time.
1: I know. And now you're working within the higher education space. Yes, uh, as an educator and uh, coordinating uh, so much of this work that's happening in the TV and radio, just broadcast media. What you just said then um, and shared, Ashley, I would say, for one thing, you were dropping so many historical points there, which were amazing. I'm glad you cleared up the 1920s <laughs> yeah. because I was you about to say... just want to be clear
0: about that. <laughs> I knew
1: you had a lot of history, but not that far back. Not that long. Yes. Uh, but I also picked up on the fact that... And I was aware that you had worked in the regional uh, area. Yes. So you'd gone regional. And... I'd probably just ask you, because you've already answered so many questions I was going to ask, so it's fantastic. And mm. I want to come back to the technology side sure. as well, is that when you went regional, that to me is being very flexible, because that's a big move to do that. But what would be some of the skills, and you you have mentioned some of them, uh, is that what would be some of the top skills you would say to somebody, so let's say a student who's studying broadcast media that they have to be aware of if they're looking for those opportunities.
0: You know, I would say, Jennifer, I don't think anything really has changed when it comes to what we need to offer of ourselves. All that has really changed is this amazing resource that USQ has invested into in terms of the media centre. It's a dream come true to see this kind of facility here because what I wanted to, to replicate in the design of this was to make sure that when a student came here that yes they're going to get what i believe is first-class education they're in a very supportive university and i'm not just saying that because i'm i work here but but you're amongst friends in this room but i do truly (laughs) believe that i think usq stands out uh, head and shoulders above uh, many other institutions Mm. where we provide such genuine care and it is genuine care but i think because we have all of this this is the place. See, the industry can't do what it did for me uh, where I was able to to learn on the run. So in radio, for example, you start on a night shift. So, you know, you, you'd start at 6 p.m. and you could do little damage. And and the, the rules for me was if you've got nothing to say, shut up, basically. It was like give the time call, announce the songs, bit of community information and grow and develop from there because it didn't have this where, mm-hmm. you know, through our Phoenix Radio at USQ, students get to do that, that same principle, where you can skin your knees and you learn by the feedback you get, build and develop those those skills. And I've been building in more and more of the liveness of the radio and our interaction with it. So there is a reality about what we do. Uh, I think we've got to be very careful that we don't see universities and other educational institutions as separate to the world. Um, It is an integral part of the world. And I think we've got to be very, very mindful of making sure that this is actually understood as the real world. And that's what this particular space is for me. It is the real world. And that's been evidenced by students going from here into industry. So for example, in the radio studio, they immediately sit behind the desk or see the desk and they go, oh, I know that software, I know that desk, or I know the general principles of it. And it's not a quantum leap. They haven't gone from some archaic Mm. device here uh, or nothing or a textbook to that. They've got the theory and the practice embedded and they've gone off. So if I can take you back to what I had, throw the textbook in my hand, and why would I be allowed to stand around? Not a chance. The senior camera operators made me constantly practice on the cameras. So I knew how to make those studio cameras move and work. Uh, And that was a skill there. We do that now in our studio. Um, And it's not me being a, a silly old man from years gone by. That's the stuff is the foundation, Jennifer. That is the heart and soul of it because there you develop critical thinking, the ability to problem solve. There you're learning the communication one to another. There you learn the terminology... And there you build the confidence. And confidence will come once you know what you're working with. I think it's a bit like when people talk about motivation. And so, well, you've got to put firstly some action into place, then motivation will come. If we're sitting around waiting for motivation, so it's like, I don't feel like doing this. Well, no, a lot of times none of us really feel like doing some things. But when we put it into action, then all of a sudden we're motivated to keep it moving. And that's something that we we can never let slip. So in terms of of this place and and the, the skill development, it's all those foundational skills because they're transferable from a university environment as what we're in through into the industry. The industry will then endorse what we're doing, extend upon what we teach and allow then the student to, number one, realise what they've been learning is actually useful. And I get that kind of surprise response like, oh, this actually is exactly what goes on. The dots are joined then. Mm-hmm. And then I think it it encourages and inspires a little bit more hunger. I need to, to really get focused. So I'm hoping that's answered what you're looking it, at. But that's that's yeah. the kind of stuff I feel is is really important, is to learn the skills. You can't just... Uh, think that you're just going to be in for two minutes it's the repetition there you know like I know we hear it over and over but it's true that the I, I saw Titmus last night swimming I just had a chance to to see a bit of the swimming and here's a girl I know has been in that pool training you know mum and dad will be up at 4am she's up at 4am they'll be in the pool training from when she was young all the way through and it's now that she was a whole several body lengths ahead, and she will go to the Olympics, and it's that prize to realise it's the in here on your one hour air shift, and it's the attitude in the way in which you do your air shift. It's the attitude in which you do any of these things. If it's, it may be as a nurse that a patient is feeling quite terrified.
1: Yeah, that's what I was actually going to ask, um, Ashley, is that as well as the broadcast media, all the other industries and disciplines, it's the same, isn't it? It
0: is, because, you know, you just adapt it to what it is, but a nurse will be that conduit between uh, the more senior medical staff, e.g. doctors and other specialists, and sometimes a patient just needs to be reassured. That particular role, that capacity to be intensely human and be able to share and to give confidence to that patient, letting them know they are in good hands, they're safe, that this will take this sort of time or whatever it is they need to, you know, as it were, hold that person's hand for a moment. Um, you know, as, as much as inserting the IV drip, as as getting the medication right, all those things that are part of that process, but there's no one area of those skill sets that you could say is less important than the other. And and that will go across every industry.
1: And I think with you connecting uh, transferable skills to all the different industries Mm. and the fact that you were mentioning about you building on your confidence and having that motivation and having that adaptability, but I love the fact that you mentioned about critical thinking, about communication Mm. skills, because very often I know that students will focus on the technical side of things, whether it's engineering or if it's nursing or education, but it's not just that that an employee is looking for. It's being able to communicate, being able to work with others. And I just wanted to ask, because you mentioned about, you know, building on that experience and you've had people that you've learnt from, sometimes Mm. you said it was where they basically threw you in the deep end and said, just start swimming. Mm. But in terms of those relationships, how important then is it and this isn't just broadcast media, this can be anybody, whether they're a student or someone that's just looking to get their foot in the door, how important is it to connect in with relationships that you might already have, identifying people that you might already know that you hadn't thought about?
0: Yeah, Look, the, the idea of building relationships, uh, it, you, feeding off the credibility, I will often say to uh, my students, you might be out volunteering on a production and it has a large cast, for example, say, a golfing tournament, some major sporting event, things like Holy Moly, all those kind of shows. There's a lot of cast and crew around in those sort of productions. Uh, and, you know, they are very, very busy. You could be easily forgiven for thinking you're not going to be noticed, but you will be. And you want to be noticed for the right reasons. And that is, the as it were, the kid who's just faithfully doing the job. And I I really want to kind of stress these things without feeling like they have to get some kind of notoriety about this thing. But if you're pulling cable, meaning that you're feeding the cable with the camera or pulling it back, as menial as that may seem, it really allows the production to flow extremely well. If it's holding a boom mic, you're doing it with a level of excellence. And so it's about the attitude and way in which you do it. Asking questions... And another key one I would say too, Jennifer, is be teachable. That's Um, big, yes. Quite often it isn't that people aren't necessarily being teachable, but what I find is out of the nervousness of feeling like you have to have everything right that then we become kind of arrogant. And it's really, I, I often say, take a chill pill. You are just starting out. No one's got an expectation you are going to be you know, Alan Jones, Hamish Nandy, whatever you want to kind of align to, um, you know, you're not going to be there because that takes years to develop those abilities. Love them or hate them, these people have credibility uh, in the industry. And how did they get it? By practising, 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 practising and being willing to invest yourself into your career um, because if it's something you love, then surely it's something you want to immerse yourself in and I think we will often see, sometimes I'll see people standing back from it. And it's like, no, just get into the water and swim. So, you, And that's where I think this notion of theory and practice being the twins that work so well together is that, yes, we understand that. And I think what that does is it says, here's the water. This is what the water looks like. Here's the principles of how that water works, blah, blah, blah. Now get in the water. Uh, and if it's a bit chilly, you'll warm up very soon, you know. Yes, yeah. But just swim to the best you can do. And my philosophy has always been do the best you can today with what you know, learning what you can from that experience, and then do just a little better tomorrow. I don't really subscribe to this idea of everything has to be excellent because that's that's like a goal that's so far out but having a spirit of excellence is quite different in my mind. That's about, just do it a little better tomorrow um, and don't don't have it as being stressful. You don't need to be a show pony. You don't need to, to go, as it were, sucking up to the boss. It is about being able to just faithfully do what you do. Because I can tell you, those people who do that are noticed and they'll be rehired. But the ones who stuff around and think that they are not being noticed we'll notice the phone's not ringing as well.
1: That's really good advice, Ashley. And it really led in to the next question, which was about how to make that first impression. But I think you've answered it in in, in what you've said then. Just being you, I think. And the other key word I'd
0: say, Jennifer, is be authentic.
1: Yes, uh, you know, like just that being real. That word has come up quite a bit already in episodes that we've done, yep. uh, and I think that's true. It, it is, uh, and so from that first impressions, it really is about not stressing, uh, fitting into what you believe yes. you need to be. Hmm. Uh, and I think what you provided then was a perfect example um, with that, Ashley. So I might just lead into. From that, because you are answering so many of the questions, (laughs) I made a bit of noise before because I was like, hang on, I've got to keep going with these questions, Uh, is that what I would probably say then is one of the biggest and usually first mentioned issues that we hear within the careers and employability team when we have a student, which can be from any discipline, uh, is that issue about building their confidence. And I know you've uh, touched on it already but what they worry about is having to go out and connect, because a lot of students think when we say you've got to start to network, that we're going to throw them into a cocktail party and you've got to yes, mingle, yeah. which to me is terrifying. Yeah. And most people are thinking that's I can't do that. There are as many other ways. So what would be some of the examples or that you tell your students this is how you can start to network?
0: Yeah, look, I think uh, you know what we try to do is I, I really clearly identify, how I have put in place a scaffolding that allows the students to build the confidence in this place. Now, I get some people who just want to be out there in the industry now, but what I I say to them is just trust my guidance to you. I'm not trying to hold you back. It's just that if you go out too early, then you'll end up burning bridges because you won't know what you need to know right now to go out there. So... Give yourself the first year because you need to get through that whole kind of first year experience. You know, it's, it is making sense of what I'm doing. How does this fit in, making the relationships, realising this is not school, that there's not a teacher following you up. All those kind of things are part and parcel, I think, mm. of this. And, uh, and I think by and large we do that very well in terms of supporting our students through that. So I think the first year is laying foundations at, at a number of levels. But then once we get into that mid space and we're moving through into that, really the building or from day one, the employability of the individual, that that then gets enhanced by... So, for example, I typically will have a lot of industry speakers coming in, uh, be it for radio or for television, so that students are exposed to those people. I have seen it many, many times where station managers or content directors have been around speaking students ask questions mm-hmm. they walk out with me and they go who is that girl in the pink jumper who is that guy in the blue Perfect shirt
1: example. because
0: they they pick it up because why they're engaged that person was engaged they were asking maybe have been clumsy questions but they were questions that showed that they were keen and it was genuine it was genuine <laughs> i want to yes. underline that it wasn't just trying to stand out from the crowd but they were hungry to understand how will I get this? There are times that we know we've talked about all that stuff, but for a student, they're joining the dots and they're finding out from the industry person. So I don't care how many times they ask the question and of whom. It's just... But realise there is a, a scaffolding, I believe, in this process. So typically in that second year, um, there'll be a lot of exposure to industry people. But by that stage, then we're starting to look at that work placement in the second semester and definitely third year, is when we go out. Now, why is to touch on all the things that we're talking about right now, Jennifer, is to say that, firstly, it's about you have the confidence and you have the confidence because you know what you're doing on air, understand the panel and know how to ask the questions, know how to do vox pops, all that kind of stuff, just in my area uh, in radio, in television. We know about cameras, we know studio, we know Mm. production flows, all of that stuff is what gives you the confidence to be able to go out and say, I know stuff. Then when you get out there, you'll be just one of a number of people working in that one area, but you know stuff. So you go with that level of confidence, asking the questions, and then you share, you get a business card, or you drop down the name and the phone number because the person is offered, let me know more about when you want to do this, and asking the questions of, so how did you start? How did you get into the business? Uh, what would you recommend for me t- to get into this business? So even though we'll have talked about it back here, by being in situ and asking the questions and the number of times that cards have been exchanged, phone numbers being given, that's great. Um, and then what I always encourage people to do is let me know about it because quite often I'll know the people they're talking to so I can help validate that and and if we need to do paperwork, so the insurance side of things will help with that. Uh, I'm working then more strategically, so we've just um, you know, put to bed a whole uh, you know, arrangement with Commercial Radio Australia that we're just getting all the final details put in place. But that will mean greater internship opportunities uh, across the space. The ABC have, have been and continue to be amazing in their support to us. Commercial television, uh, particularly Channel 9 and 7, have been outstanding uh, in terms of their support. So there's plenty of opportunities. And again, because of the relationship, I get the emails, i got one just last week again, you know, who have you got for me now? Um, they've got an opening at 7 in the Gold Coast. So, you know, I look around, who have I got? Who's ready? Um, you know, so that important message from out of this stuff, Jennifer, is that as lecturers, and I think we're lecturers and mentors um, that that role then particularly in this space I'm watching and seeing building relationship with and then passing the students out there is nothing in it for me except to see these people achieve more of what they want to be able to achieve and I know how hard that process can be but I would say be genuinely you if you're bubbly and and a bit zony be bubbly and zony If you're a little reserved, be that. Don't try to be something you're not because if there's anything that people will certainly pick up quickly in this industry is a fake, is spotted a mile off. And this industry, the broader entertainment industry, whether it be theatre, whatever, uh, music, so on, uh, they will have a way of kind of aborting that person. But if you just come in genuinely keen, it has a wonderful way to embrace people and to encourage and to pass numbers on, be mindful of you, because, you know, we've got an ageing population. Um, we've got, in nursing, you know, we've got the, the the COVID scenario playing out at the moment. But, you know, just the way medicine is changing, the paramedics now being required to be more like first aid officers going into homes. You know, there's changes in the way the government is allowing these people to function. Um, you know, years ago, it was broadcast engineers, now they're IT specialists and so we've looked at building those bridges. So, you know, uh, my colleague in IT, in computer science, you know, we're working across the idea of an enterprise suite for another major so that students can make sense of a career path. So, my, just if I can say this quickly, Jennifer. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> I, I think we get it a little wrong. We start with the degree. We should start with the job. So, We should still be that wonderful kid who bounces in here saying, I want to be a camera operator or I want to be a TV producer or I want to be a radio announcer. Uh, And they should bounce in with that level of enthusiasm. And what would you see yourself doing? And, And unpack that. And then when we have done that, we come over to identify, well, you probably should be doing radio and journalism you know, rather than we have this expectation that a student is going to know that language and say, I want to be a journalist. But maybe they just like writing, you know. So I think there's some steps in there that we've still got to kind of unpack to really make it very, very accessible because we ask them to tell us the qualification they need. We just really need to ask them, what what do you actually want to do? I would love to see a lot more people bouncing in saying, I want to be an engineer, you know, and just have no idea what that means in terms of, what course, and now our, our system simply plugs them into the right stuff because um, I think it's an exciting world. Uh, people get terrified, but my comments about our media industry, mm. particularly, is wait five minutes it'll change again. So That's don't it. don't get concerned about things that are seeming to be shutting down, and other things that are opening up. Who would think you'd be watching a stream service like Amazon carrying live sport, you know? But That's what they're seeing the needs. They're responsive to those needs. And there's different business models, but they all need production people.
1: That's it. And look, Ashley, with everything that you've spoken about, not just with broadcast media, Mm. but across all different industries, I would just finish with the concept of employability. There's three different areas that you can sort of fit into employability. One of them is having your professional identity, which you've covered really Mm clearly um, in today's episode another one is having that industry knowledge so understanding not just who you are but how the industry is that you're moving into so that you understand that but it's also having that personal adaptability which again it sounds from what you've explained it's it's basically it's very strong you've got to have that adaptability and I
0: think if I can just say Jennifer just on that point Um, I think that adaptability comes down to this rigidity that I have to have the full-time job in Brisbane. Uh, Now, there may be particular reasons why that is, in fact, the case, and if that is because of a whole range of circumstantial things, then fine. But be willing to to spread your wings and realise... Like, going out west, I was only young... And it was all exciting until I was packing the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't mind telling you, I had tears from Ipswich to Toowoomba because it was just all of a sudden it hits you. Reality. This is it, you know. Yes. And and I have said that to a number of people heading off. You will find, you'll get homesick and all that kind of stuff. But just be aware of it. Don't be afraid of it. Just know it's going to be there. And make sure you have that regular communication with home, but also build friendships and relationships in the community immerse yourself there don't stand back from it and there's one other thing i'd like to say just quickly with that i hadn't used this particular word i've probably alluded to it but let your passion shine it's much more than authenticity but i think we are in such a complex world now that everyone even kids are now so grown up but I, I love when I see you know kids who are playing particular roles and they just, they are, <laughs> they're there. And I would love to see more people coming into places like this who have a vision, a passion for being in the industry, even if it's not a particular role, and then letting that shine, like really letting it shine. It's sad that we've lost that innovative nature, I think, by and large. But I see it there and I see the the sparkle of it in people's eyes when they achieve. But there's so much stress wrapped around it that sometimes we lose to be able to enjoy it. So my kind of closing advice would be let your absolute passion shine, be authentic and have some fun. Just enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, it's a hell of a long time to be working in something you're not enjoying. And I can honestly say to you, I've been in the media industry, including time in the academic side of it, but still practising for over 40 years. And those 40 years have gone like, I can't begin to tell you, just quick as a flash. But I still am in love with the industry today as I was when I first started. It's different and it is a different industry, but that passion for it hasn't gone If that was to leave me, that would be the time I should leave as well, because that's when things will go sour. But uh, I love working with the students. I see that that is such a useful, meaningful thing to do. They came about just really quickly to say that when I was at Optus, I can remember standing around saying they ought to do something about these number of people who want to work in the industry. And I just had one of those moments where I looked and I thought, hang on, I'm one of they now. I was in a big corporation that had a a lot of capacity. I worked then with a whole range of people because I realised there are so many stories out there that people want to share, so many people with so many wonderful skills to employ into an industry. And uh, we've gone down some pretty dark old alleys in our industry. We've taken out the practitioners and replaced them with accountants. And that's a recipe for disaster when we've lost the balance. You need the wisdom of the financial people, but you need the passion, the industry knowledge of the industry practitioners as well. And that that's when you have a good balance. But that would be my kind of advice around this stuff. Enjoy it. Love what you do and let that love really shine.
1: Thank you so much, Ashley, for everything that you've provided uh, in your insights for this episode. And I would just finish by saying is that what's come through with this is that it's about that relationship building, that community building. You can learn all the technical skills, whether it's broadcast media or another industry, but having that adaptability and, as you said, having that passion and that comes through so much in what you've said also about being authentic, which has been a theme that is already starting to emerge with every episode that we've done so far this mm. year for yep. Career Insights. So I will just say thank you once again for joining us today on the Career Insights show, Dr. Ashley Jones. My
0: absolute pleasure. And, uh, and I certainly hope that people will find a wonderful, rewarding career going forward. Thanks, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Career Insights is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland careers and employability team and is produced by USQ creative arts student Byron Quayle.
1: Have you decided to invest in yourself yet? It's not too late to start study in July with the University of Southern Queensland. With over 110 degrees available, we're a uni that supports you. Our flexible study options mean you can speed your degree up or go at your own pace. Whether you study online, on campus or both, you're in control. Come out on top when you study with Australia's number one university for graduate starting salary. So what are you waiting for? Applications are closing soon. Apply now at usq.edu.au slash your time.